Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're gonna be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're gonna hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way. Along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener. Like chapters of a great book, each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. All right, welcome to our podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Robert Refkin. Robert is a business executive, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. He is a DJ. He is a founder and CEO of Compass, a real estate, te- a real estate tech firm that has been valued at $6 billion. This was from ChatGPT, so there might be a tweak since that came out. Prior to founding Compass, Robert was the chief of staff to the president of the COO at Goldman Sachs. He also served as a White House fellow during the Obama administration. Fact check, is that right? Uh, and yeah, that's uh, that wasn't right. But but it, it's closed. Let's, let's, let's keep it going. Let's Robert is a dynamic leader and champion of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Fair to say? I'll take that, yeah. He has been recognized as one of Fortune's 40 under 40, was named one of Time's 100 Most Influential People in the World. Also accurate? I don't think so. No, 100, I'm pretty sure no. I think I would know that 100 one. Most Influential People in the World. That's no. <laughs> that's one out of like a lot of billions. So I think that tells you a little bit about Chad GPT. In this episode, we will explore Robert's entrepreneurial journey, his passion for creating a more equitable society, and his insights on leadership and business. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with CEO of the tech-based real estate firm of the United States, Robert Refkin. Really a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, you know, I was trying to get on the calendar for a little bit, but being CEO, you're a busy man. I'm glad we're able to make it happen. The uh, the last time we spoke with, was last February. Uh, last February, um, interest rates were on a rise. Um, everybody saw it within the market. Um, I think from February just till July, interest rates doubled. Mm-hmm. The market, which of you know, which your your entire business is based off of, kind of took a very big hit. We all know Q3 and Q4 were treacherous. Mm-hmm. Compass has lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, a lot, a fair amount of agents are fleeing while you are retaining, retaining, while you are acquiring a lot new agents around the country, right? Well, that's, uh, our agent retention in, in Q4 was 98%. In Q3, it was 98%. Last year, Q3 is 98%. So our agent retention has been consistent. So 98%. So based off of, we have 30,000 agents and by the end of the quarter, only yep. 2% have left. Yeah, of the principal agents, which are around 13,000. Got it. And what would you say is- the- Which is best in the industry. The industry retains agents at 68% over the course of the year. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the challenges of the industry have not hurt our agent retention. And- um, and yeah, you, you know, you're right. The by all measures, this last year has been historic. So mortgage rates went from an all-time low of 2.6% in January to a 20-year high in nine months, creating the sharpest decline in real estate transactions in the history of the country. Uh, and so it was it was a historic times. So Compass as a company, as the leader of the pack, what 
are you doing in the next six months mm-hmm. to kind of, we'll call it weather the storm for yeah. your agents, employees, what you, which route do you go? Asian employees? Yeah, we, we just like our agents are all small business owners and entrepreneurs. You know, the company is just, you know, in a way, one big agent team. And just like our agents are bringing down their expenses, we at Compass, we brought down our expenses. So that's what it takes to weather the storm. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we see a lot of positive signs of what's happening in real estate now. Uh, the We have an early spring market. Uh, multiple offers have come back. You have more buyers come in coming in as in foot traffic i think buyers in the fall there's almost a buyer strike where they were so um scared about the word recession being used every day they thought that prices were going to go down another 10 to 50 percent they wanted to take advantage of that mortgage rates went from five percent to 7.4 percent in just a month and a half but now we're in an environment where prices didn't go down they're actually going up february prices are up over january um we can see from our, our data and we, I think buyers now are concerned that if they don't act now, price will go up much further. Zillow said the price are going to go up this year and mortgage rates. Yeah, it's uh, high 6%, but that's the new normal. Buyers are expecting it. And the big difference on price, people thought price would go down like in the housing, the global financial crisis in 2007, 2008. But there, there were 4 million homes available for sale. Now there's only 900,000. And so there's just not enough supply. And that's what's keeping prices where they are. Awesome. Um, I don't want to, that, I'm happy you were talking about the market. I'd love to talk about Compass. Oh, okay, yeah. The future of Compass, the past of Compass. Um, I want to know what is the most important thing to you mm-hmm. about your agents, uh, me being an agent myself. Most important thing about the agents within the company and um, the way to the way that you feel is the best way to build company culture. Yeah, so... The most important decision that we made early on um, was treating the agent as the client. That I work for you, not the other way around. I think for over 100 years, this model of brokerage firm has been a model of extracting value from agents, not reinvesting back into the agent. So when you say you, you're talking about you the or brokerage firm. the brokerage firm. So you're talking about you as representative, also your employees, your sales managers. Yes, we all work for agents. How important <laughs> is the integrity of your sales agents, your sales agents. How important How important is the integrity of your sales managers to you? At the highest level. Uh, sales managers are almost like the, if if agents are the client of a brokerage firm, the sales manager is like the business owner of, of all those relationships in the office. And so <clears throat> I think some companies, they think CEO's on top and then there's the leaders and then there's the managers and then like agents at the bottom. I think agents are at the very top. Um, and then sales managers work for the agents. Um, and I work for the sales managers to work for the agents. It's it's it, it's an, it, it's like a reverse triangle. That makes sense. Um, so leading up to the podcast, mm-hmm. I, I have, I've been in the industry for 14 years. I have colleagues here, colleagues elsewhere. So I wanted to go and ask, what do you want me to ask? Mm-hmm. You know, I, what do you want me to ask? I'm going to have Robert on my podcast. There's so many PC things I could say. I'm not going to ask anything non-PC, but like, what do you want me to ask? And a big, a big question, a big thing that was coming up with people was how does Robert feel? How do you feel about Compass really being very much about Compass 
not as much about the agent and like the agent as a brand. I had a lot of people who just felt like any decisions that were made were made on Compass's best interest and not thinking about the agent. Yeah, so I think there's some brokerage firms who think that your clients, you say you're, you're an agent, your clients are the brokerage firm's clients. Um, and uh, I think of it the other way. I think all your clients are your clients. And so our logo is black and white for a very specific reason. We want the brand, we want the color to be the agent in the listing, not to be Compass. Oh, uh, what I'm what I'm alluding to is uh, like sales managers who are your representation yeah. to the agents, kind of kind of talking to agents as if things that are coming out of their mouth aren't as important because it doesn't fit with Compass as a whole. And I know that's like very. Um, very negative to say, and I don't think I want it to come out as negative, but like I've had a couple, several experiences myself with a couple different sales managers. And finally I have a sales manager right now, Fritz, he is fantastic. But before him, I had sales managers who kind of just talked to me like a number, uh, at times would be in the same room as me and wouldn't even acknowledge me. And that was something that really rubbed me the wrong, mm. rubbed me the wrong way as an agent. And for someone with a platform, that's something that you know. I would love to ask you. What kind of training do you do for sales managers, sales managers. that come in? Yeah, look, agents reflect the diversity of this country. They're in in any company that serves the entire country in terms of personalities, profiles, interest, demand, way of doing business, sphere of influence, business, lead generation, business, teams, individuals, podcasts. Regard, there you're you're not going. No one manager is going to be able to click, even just on a personal level, much mm -hmm. less a business level with everyone. So I think the fact that you're able to find a manager that works well for you, mm -hmm. that's success. And I'm sorry, I'm really sorry that it took some time, but it just, you know, part of it, this whole process, you got to find the right people that work well with the right different kinds of people. I mean, could that be corrected from the top by doing some more sales training for these sales I managers? I love that idea. I love that idea. What would that look like? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> it's just the, look, the, I pride myself on how many great ideas don't come from me. Uh, and how many of the ideas, what percentage of ideas that we invent come from agents, our customers, our clients, not from me. And the most important button that we've ever created is the a tool, a button on the site called feedback. That's where agents can go in, they can put any idea. We're revamping it, we're launching the revamped one in two weeks. We put in a technology idea, an office space idea. Uh, How many of idea those ideas are actually taken into account? Thousands and yeah. thousands. I, I and, could show, I could show you thousands, over 10,000 tracked, implemented. Over 10,000. Like, boom. That's Compass. Uh, if, if Compass isn't to succeed, it's because my unwavering conviction that agents know what they need is misplaced. And the agents are asking for things that they, they just don't need. Because then we're putting a bunch of money in things that don't matter. But I think that's really where, again, you know, what made Compass different? We are treating agents like the client. Like how many of the CEOs would do this? Like just you think think about it. How many of the CEOs? I would. I would hope every CEO would do this. <laughs> but they, but they don't. Yeah. Not not you. You go to the uh, big brokerage with three thousand agents, and how many of them would do this right here? So uh, which <laughs> are there any firms out there? Do you think there's any firms out there where the CEO would get on the podcast with thirty thousand agents? Zero. Well, how many? Companies have 30, let's say New York City. Let's say, all right, fair to say, <laughs> fair to say we have a Mount Rushmore in New York City. Who are the four, who are the four companies in the Mount Rushmore in New York City? 
I think. I want your opinion. Top four. I, 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 don't, I don't use other companies' names. Uh, even when I said. Let's use their colors. So we have the black and white it, company. It, even when I said that there are certain companies that think your clients are their clients, I, I, haven't, I, know, I know which company <laughs> that is. <laughs> but look, the point is we're not perfect. And I don't want to be perfect. If you're perfect, it means you're not trying hard enough. It means you're not an entrepreneur. You got to go for it and make mistakes. Hope I doubt this thing here which looked really cool. I doubt this was perfect when you first launched it. Hopefully it wasn't. Um, but you got better and better and better. So what success is as entrepreneurs, can you get better and better and better? And for us, better is in service of the agent. And look, I wish we had in, infinite resources, infinite training, infinite all these things. But uh, I do think every year that goes by, we will get better for the agents. Uh, and that's at least that's been the last 10 years. Uh, it's harder now than it used to be. Um, but that's the goal. Amazing. Now, being a CEO is, give me one adjective to describe being a CEO. Well, I think I may be a different type of CEO, but for me, it's the chief customer service officer. That's it. And how can I get, how can I hire as many people from as many talented, interesting backgrounds in real estate, outside of real estate to come here and build for agents, which isn't easy. Because before Compass, was there ever someone who left Google to work for an agent? Was there ever someone who left for Amazon to build for an agent? You know, were, 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 there, were, were, were there some of the best investors in the world? Were you able to get their capital to give it to people to build for agents? Like that, it, it, I think that in real estate, there's an emotion. My mom's an agent. My mom's been an agent yep, my entire- I uh, yeah. re read your book. Yeah, she's been an agent my entire life. Uh, first in life insurance agent, then real estate agent. She's 78 years old today. She's still an agent. Um, I think there's an emotional prejudice against real estate agents in this country that prevents people from seeing that they're the client and they're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, just like anyone else. And who's going to help them be better? You know, so who's out there finding as much as possible? I work seven days a week. Mm -hmm. um, as I saw on your calendar. <laughs> I saw on my calendar. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so Going forward, agents as top priority at the top. And how do you see my calendar? What? How do you see my calendar? When I go to put myself on your calendar for this interview, yeah, yeah. like it doesn't show the green, the red. It just everything pops up as gray, but it shows everything that's Bolt. not not available. It just yeah, says yeah. busy. Yeah, yeah. So I see, and this is the the back end of Google. I see that you just booked up the wazoo. Yeah, yeah. So let let me ask you. I think. Uh, Forgive me, but I, I think we're oh three. Three. All right. Maybe just like wrap it up. Cool. Yeah. All right. Two last two things. Um, lost my train of thought. No, I didn't. Um, what do you think? Because I know the answer to this as a Compass agent of two plus years. Um, I actually had on this show uh, a company, Blended Sense. Mm -hmm. They are a tech-based content company that works with thousands of real estate agents around the country. And seeing within Compass that there's really no seamless way of making content. I have my guys here who, you know, are fantastic. And as you see, I'm entrepreneurial on getting my things done. I'm about the I'm the one percent. Does partnering with a tech-based content company in the future, like let's say Blended Sense, make sense for Compass? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. And is that something that, you know, let's say they charge X amount per month? Maybe I don't know what Compass's dollars go towards other than building out the tech. Maybe something in the future could be 
pay for one month of everybody to test it or pay for 30% of everybody, not everybody because 30,000, but pay for X amount of people to test out the product and then have a partnership with this company where everybody can get a discount to build out content and build out their personal brand. This is the best part of my job, getting great ideas um, and putting the right people together and to try to create magic. And so, yeah, I like the idea. Awesome, now give me one word of advice for anyone trying to make it in New York City. Where are you from originally? Queens. One word. I mean, opportunity, but it's too small. It's like opportunity is everywhere around you. You have that mindset. There's more more opportunity than you can ever take advantage of. More clients, more partnerships, more buyers, more listings. It doesn't matter what you lose. It matters what the opportunity of what you can go for. And that's the brilliance of New York. Um, and it always bounces back. Love it. And last, before I let you go, for the third last, before I let you go, give me one book. Right? Pa- and passion. 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 Opportunity and passion. Opportunity. Good luck trying to stop opportunity and passion. If you are the best in the world at, at seeing the world as opportunity, and best in the world of being passionate towards your goals, it's impossible not to be successful, impossible. And one, give me a book that everybody should read. Well, on the topic, here is New York. Robert Rafkin? You know that book? No, I don't. What is it? E.B. White wrote Charlotte's Web, um, but it's about this the young writer coming to New York and seeing opportunity and passion all around. I, if you read the book, the only thing I ask for you is to say, and to write me a note about how, how much it meant to you and to pass it on to somebody else.